Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab a large four-topping pizza for only $11.99 at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Order our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings. Plus, make sure to try our marble cookie brownie for dessert. Check out all the great deals at Domino's.ca. It creates quite a convoluted approach by Zeke's representatives and by uh, the league that uh, I really hate uh, is a focus of all of our attention. Andrew and I have had multiple conversations, and let me be very clear about this. He will take the field when he is ready. I feel like I have about as high as level expectations as you can have. Like I said earlier, it doesn't matter what my salary is for that year. It's been all sorts of different numbers uh, you know, throughout the years, and, and uh, that doesn't motivate me. Colin has to make up his mind whether he's truly an activist or whether he's a football player. With your inside look at everything football, it's TSN 4 Downs with Andy McNamara. Brought to you by Domino's. We are back, baby. Season 2 of TSN 4 Downs. You're listening on TSN 1050 in Toronto, TSN 1150 in Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. Follow us on Twitter at TSN and the number 4 Downs, TSN 4 Downs, and at AndyMC81. And to kick off Season 2 with the NFL regular season just a week away, Mega Show. Senior fantasy analyst from NFL Network, Michael Fabiano, the godfather of fantasy football, joins me in about 10 minutes' time. And then longtime NFL writer from the Houston Chronicle, John McClain, in about a half hour. So uh, we'll get into a lot of stuff with, with John the the events in Houston uh, and what J.J. Watt's doing is remarkable down there. So we'll get into the Houston Texans with John McClain and all things NFL. And then, guys, your fantasy football tips. If you haven't had your draft yet, got to listen to Fabiano. If you have, this is going to give you some great value in regards to waiver wire pickups, trade tips, and things like that. So you always got to hear what Michael Fabiano says. And as you know, we're delivered by Domino's Pizza, right? Just like last year, this year, you go Domino's.ca. Right now, you can get a large pizza, four toppings, just eleven ninety nine. My favorite deal out there. Large pizza, four toppings, eleven ninety nine. Visit Domino's.ca today. But this season, producer Mike Scrizzy, next Scrizzy, we're just not telling you about the great pizza at Domino's. We're going to be rewarding you for interacting with us on TSN Four Downs. You will get this year each week. A chance to win a free, large, three-topping pizza. Free pizza for the Domino's Tweet of the Week. So this week, it's your bold prediction for the 2017 NFL season. So tweet us your bold prediction. You have to live in Canada, and you have to follow at Domino's Canada and at TSN4Downs to qualify. So this week, tweet in your bold prediction. If I pick yours at the end of the show, you're going to win a free pizza. How about that? Scrizz, you do should not we, qualify. Uh, should we put a disclaimer? No Browns trolling. Uh, yeah, I, I love it. As soon as I put it up, you're like, the Browns are the best. It's like, that the is Browns not bold. Six games. It shows you're listening, and I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. There, Hashtag there was bold. One, Browns win five games. Like, that is actually, that might That's be the boldest. <laughs> that might be the lead. <laughs> Browns win, increased their win total by 100% over last year. Bold. But you can, Squiz, you can win free pizza just for tweeting in your bold prediction. So you tweet us at TSN4Downs. Make sure you follow at Domino's Canada, at TSN4Downs. And if I pick yours, you're going to win. At the end of the show, we'll go over uh, a few of them in the first section, and then I'll pick it at the end of the show. So, Squiz, with that in mind, what's your bold prediction 
for the 2017 NFL season. My bold prediction is that the Carolina Panthers will be going back to the NFC title game. Really? This year. Yes, wow. Sir. Healthy Cam Newton, healthy Super- Luke Keekley, Christian McCaffrey, my Super Bowl hangover done. Yeah. Kelvin Benjamin's a beast. Mm-hmm. He'll be healthy this year. That front seven's scary. That running game's good. If Cam Newton's healthy, they got a great chance. And you know who I think is going to be an underrated player for the Panthers this year? All the attention going to Christian McCaffrey. I think he's going to be a hell of a player. But Curtis Samuel out of Ohio State. For the Buckeyes, he's like a the light version of Christian McCaffrey. They have a very similar skill set. Both can be wideouts in the slot or in the backfield. He can be a slash guy. So I think you're going to be able to see not just McCaffrey, if he... Gets injured or people look at him. But watch for Curtis Samuel in that backfield and, and out wide for the Panthers. Because that dude is a playmaker too. So Scrizz's is Panthers get back to the NFC title game after missing the postseason a year ago. One of our poll questions that we put up earlier in the week at TSN 4 Downs was, which non-playoff team from last year has the best chance to make the NFL playoffs? The Broncos, Panthers, Titans, or Cardinals? My bold prediction all four make the playoffs. Wow. All of them. I like what you're saying with the Panthers, the Titans, as much as it pains me to say it because you're a Tennessee guy. <laughs> Marcus Mariota, I'm, uh, I'm over the moon with him and the, the weapons he has. That offensive line is underrated. People talk about the Dallas O-line so much. That Tennessee offensive line is, is right up there. The weapons you add. Eric Decker, if he can stay healthy. You add Corey Davis. Uh, Delaney Walker is still uh, still there. The backfield, you still have the two-headed monster of DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry. And it doesn't bother me if Murray hits the, the wall at his age because you just popped Derrick Henry in there. Like, why would the Panther, Why would the Titans not make the playoffs outside of injury? Then the Arizona Cardinals last year were expected to go to the NFC title game. This is the last hurrah, the final run for Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald together. You have David Johnson. That team, it was unreal what went wrong for them to not make the playoffs. So Cardinals, I think, can not just make the playoffs but go deep. The Denver Broncos are interesting. Trevor Simeon, you still have the defense. The running game is supposed to be improved. C.J. Anderson's going to be the guy. It's a wide-open division. That's what you have to remember, too. In the AFC West, it is wide open. The Raiders had such a great year, 12-4. and four. Are they due for a little bit of a regression? San Diego, well, not San Diego anymore. The L.A. Chargers, they're going to be fun to watch, but they're not going anywhere. They're not making the playoffs. Kansas City's going to be in the mix. So for Denver, the, the wild card situation, Scriz, in the AFC to me, is completely wide open. You had the Miami Dolphins a year ago. All right? Dolphins and Raiders were your... Were your AFC wild card? I could see that changing, right? Like, uh, the, not like the Dolphins are locked in with Jake Cutler. So the Denver Broncos, I think, have a real shot to sneak in. I don't think they're doing any damage, but that's my bold prediction: is that all of these non-playoff teams a year ago—Broncos, Panthers, Titans, and Cardinals—all make the playoffs. So you think the Broncos' defense is going to score twenty-one points a game and get them in? How are they going to score points? <laughs> That defense is going to have Trevor to. Simeon, C.J. Anderson, Trevor that Simeon combo. is Mr. Dink and Dunk, right? But what we were able to see is that another year in that offense. Listen, I'm not a Simeon fan, but I think because of how wide open that AFC West division is and the wild card total in the AFC, that they have a real shot to sneak in. I think they're going to be right in that mix. 
I'm, they're going to be right I'm in the mix there. I'm surprised. When they were talking about Phillip Rivers' trade talks during the offseason, yeah. how Denver didn't make a, a play for him. Can you imagine oh. Phillip Rivers on that squad? I think John Elway, honestly, since Peyton Manning, I, I think he's being stubborn in the fact that he thinks he can pop in any quarterback and still win with that defense. You can't. You don't. Peyton Manning, yeah, his noodle arm at the end of his career. You had Peyton's mind, which is unrivaled. You had his mind. He could go to that line. All right. Him, him, him are good doing this, 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 and the defense is oh, oh well he's he's right. Hmm. Trevor Simeon can't do that. No, Sanders and Demarius Thomas both have to have a thousand yards this year for them to have a chance. Because I just don't think they're going to score enough points. Hmm. You can't win every game in the NFL thirteen to seven. It's true, it's true. But in that wide open AFC, maybe got some tweets coming in for our bold prediction to win Domino's Pizza from at aw. III75 says Bucks lead NFL in scoring with that crazy O. Oh, and Julius Peppers wins rookie of the year. More trolling. <laughs> I think he meant uh yeah. Jabril Peppers. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> That's Dude fine. Peppers is a great I player. Lo- I love Jabril Peppers for the Browns. I know you do. Ooh. You love every Browns player. Dude, have you seen Jabril Peppers in that in the preseason? That guy is oh, a firecracker, yes. baby. Okay. Four no champs. There are four no undefeated uh, Browns preseason champ shirts, by the way. Might have to grab myself one. Oh, God. <laughs> Save your money, man. <laughs> I'd spend 20 bucks on that. That'd be a good buy. Uh, so, yeah, you can, we can tweet it in. Remember, at TSN4Downs, TSN the number four downs, and at Domino's Candidate, you have to follow and tweet us your bold prediction. If I pick yours at the end of the show, you win free Domino's Pizza. Uh, we have one from at Bruin underscore 11. Tennessee Titans win the division and secure at least a first-round buy bonus. Marcus Mariota wins MVP. That's a Stop. double dip for Matt Simpson. Stop. Woo. Stop with the jinxing. I'm not used to this high praise as a Titans fan. That is it's a honestly double too dip. much for me. Man. Have from Chelsea Darlington on Twitter. Eagles win the division. Screenshotting it for posterity. <laughs> That's not really a bold prediction, though, because I feel that NFC East is wide open as well, as much as the AFC West is. It's open. Um, for a 7-9 and team, though, to jump up and win it? I think that's bold. But, like, are the Giants that dominant? Are the Cowboys that dominant without Zeke well, for six games? We're going to have to see how that goes out, right? Like, I think... I can see the Redskins going 9-7, and 10-6. In another one-year one commitment to poor Kirk Cousins? Hey, it could just be the ultimate middle finger to the rest of the league. He goes off for 4,500 yards this year with 30 touchdowns. I think he's going to have a great fantasy year. I think Terrell Pryor is a stud. Terrell Pryor. Now, here's the question of Terrell Pryor. Last year, first full season as a wide receiver in Cleveland. Great year compared to the... He had five or six different quarterbacks. He can be a stud, but his route running is still raw. He's an elite talent. But can he convert it year two when now people are aware of him? That's going to be the question. But Kirk Cousins, I think, is still going to have a real nice season. For the Cowboys, like, obviously you want Zeke Elliott there. Squiz, don't you think they can tread water, though? Like, I'm not saying they're going to go 13-3 and again, but tread water until Zeke comes back behind that offensive line. Like, you have McFadden, who two years ago ran for 1,000 yards when everyone thought he was done then, and Alfred Morris, who's had a lot of success in this league with Dak Prescott. Like, I, I don't think they're going to be as dominant without Zeke. You definitely want him in the lineup. I think they can tread water. I think they're going to be okay. It's also Prescott's second year. Yeah. Teams have tape on him. 
Because no one expected him coming last year. It was Roma went down and oh, surprise. Same with Carson Wentz. Yeah, we've seen this the before. Yeah. Rookie quarterbacks high with success. It's always that year two, year three. Yeah, well, you do have regression when teams get tape on you. And then the question becomes, once people figure you out, can you come back? Can you overcome being figured out? Because a lot of guys can't. And they play the Giants week one, Sunday night. That would be a great game. That would be good. And Eli Manning... How about the weaponry? What about the scary moment in the preseason for Odell Beckham's knee and ankle being turned inside out by Brian Body Calhoun? Brandon Marshall, Sterling Shepard, Evan yeah. Ingram. I think people are being a little too bullish on Brandon Marshall. Like, I think he's going to be a nice target, but he's going to be a bit of a move the chains. I don't see him being a dominant guy. Like, it's, an, it's a nice extra weapon, yeah, don't get me wrong. He's a great wide receiver two or three. Yeah, in PPR. I don't Absolutely. think I'd want him in standard. Oh, you're talking fantasy. I'm, I'm, talking, real life I'm talking both, Andy. baby. I'm talking on, both. Man. We're going to get into fantasy talk with Michael Fabiano in just a few minutes here from NFL Network senior fantasy analyst. We'll get back to our uh, poll question uh, as well later on in the show. Second one, which NFL playoff team is most likely to miss the playoffs? So which NFL playoff team from a season ago is most likely to miss the playoffs? The Atlanta Falcons, the Dallas Cowboys, the Miami Dolphins, or the Detroit Lions at TSN four downs at Andy MC eighty one. Real quick, Scrizz, which one out of those are, are missing the playoffs that made the, the playoffs a year the ago? The Dolphins won't win seven games this year. You're not you're not bullish on Cutler. No, Gase's system. No, he look I good. Don't care. No, no, sorry, no. He stinks. That whole team stinks. No. The Dolphins are leading the way at fifty four percent. Lions with the huge extension to Matthew Stafford, highest paid player in NFL history right now until the next quarterback signs. That's all it is. You're just waiting for the next QB to get re-signed. And then he'll be the highest paid player. So Dolphins or Lions, you can tweet us there. And remember, keep sending your bold predictions for the NFL season. If I pick yours, at the end of the show, you win free Domino's pizza. You have to tweet at TSN, four downs, TSN, the number four downs. Follow us, follow Domino's at Domino's Canada. Send that bold prediction. I pick yours, win free pizza, a large three-topping pizza from Domino's. Going to take the break, come back, go to the godfather of fantasy, baby. NFL Network senior fantasy analyst Michael Fabiano coming up Next, you're listening to TSN 4 Downs on TSN 1050 Toronto and TSN 1150 Hamilton. Welcome back to TSN 4 Downs. We are delivered by Domino's. Visit dominoes.ca today. You're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. Follow us on Twitter at TSN4Downs at AndyMC81. Remember, keep tweeting in your bold predictions to win free Domino's Pizza. If I pick your bold prediction for the NFL season at the end of the show, you win free Domino's Pizza. you got to follow at Domino's Canada at TSN4Downs. Tweet it in now. I was able to chat with the godfather of fantasy football late yesterday, Michael Fabiano, to set us up for the fantasy football season. Here it is. Michael, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you have a, another draft. I'm sure you're in, what, 18 leagues, so I appreciate you taking the time. <laughs> not, not so much 18, uh, <laughs> 8, but it feels oh, like 18. Boy, wow. So yeah. I, I want to get your advice for our listeners here, and secretly myself, of course, because that's why I ask uh, fantasy questions to service myself. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's what I do. Uh, when you have a first-round pick... That mm-hmm. is, let's say, pick seven, eight, nine. David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, they're gone. I find that to be one of the more difficult parts of the draft to, to go after right away because the top, top guys are gone, and then there's the next group. Where do you go in that, that bottom chunk of the first round? 
I mean, it really depends on your scoring system, mm. but you're probably going to end up going standard league. You're going running back wide receiver in a PPR league. It may lean more towards wide receiver depending on who's picked ahead of you. Um, the most recent draft that I had was a mock draft actually earlier today was PPR 10-teamer and towards the end of that first round you're looking at guys like Melvin Gordon, A.J. Green uh, Jordan Howard, LaShawn McCoy uh, players like that and the advantage there is that you have that quick turnaround into the second round. So, depending on what your strategy is uh, or how the flow of the draft is, you can either go, you know, running back, wide receiver, or wide receiver, running back, or maybe you take two players uh, at either running back or wide receiver. That's going to be a decision that will basically be made based on best player available. And there are going to be a lot of running backs and wide receivers drafted in the first two to three rounds. And if you don't jump on that boat, well, there's a good chance those positions are going to sink for you because it's going to be hard to fill them later in the draft. Yeah, well, Michael, especially, I think, running back, because we saw last year, if you did not have one of the rare bell cows, there's so many committees, you end up chasing your tail. Late in the season, you're trying for guys like Capri Bibbs off of the waiver wire. Like, it becomes a mess, right? (laughs) Yeah, dude, it gets desperate, really desperate. And the good thing is that, the running back position is super deep with with talent. Mm-hmm. Now, there are committees that are going to confuse the heck out of people, including myself. In Seattle, it looks like they have like four running backs oh. going at this point, which I won't touch any of them. So, you listen, fantasy football has a lot to do with skill. A lot of luck is involved, too. Like, if you were lucky enough to grab Jay Ajayi last year, late or off the waiver wire, or Jordan Howard, uh, same kind of thing, at the running back position, boy, I tell you, that helped you a whole heck of a lot. So injuries are going to happen. One thing I tell people is to expect the unexpected because the only thing that's predictable about the NFL is that it's unpredictable. So as much fun as the draft is, and it's probably the most fun part uh, of fantasy sports, Man, a lot of times winning and losing is done during the regular season when you're being active on the waiver wire. In conversation with Michael Fabiano, senior fantasy analyst for NFL.com and NFL Network on Twitter at Michael underscore Fabiano. Now, Michael, I saw on Twitter you posted your tight end strategy, kind of that mid-round level Uh where you were looking at Jimmy Graham, Tyler Elf, uh, Eifert, and I think you can mix in other guys around there like a, like a Zach Ertz. And, uh, yep. w- so when you go beyond Gronk, and I guess that's its own conversation, how high do you take him with the injury risk, where do you find value in that middle level? That's exactly the spot. It's a sweet spot I like to call it for tight ends because mm. I, I'm not going to draft Gronkowski. No, me neither. Because he's going to go in the second round and I'm not taking him there. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey is probably going to go in the third or fourth round. I'm just not going to take him there. Uh, Greg Olson, Jordan Reed. I think Reed has got massive red flags uh, because of his, his proneness to injuries. I'm not going to take him unless he slips to the sixth round. That's probably not going to happen. So once you get into the sixth, seventh, eighth rounds in that area, that's where Jimmy Graham is going going to be on the board and he's tremendous so you've basically gone five rounds you've drafted wide receivers and running backs and then in the sixth round if Graham is there you can grab him and then take another running back or wide out with your next pick Kyle Rudolph is going to be in that mix and he could be later I don't Kyle Rudolph was one of the best tight ends in fantasy football and this guy is still getting drafted later than he should Delaney Walker is in that mix too Tyler Eifert is in that mix Zach Ertz here's the here's the thing about Zach Ertz okay this guy if 16 games happened like in the last four weeks 
he would be the best tight end in fantasy football. <laughs> his numbers are so ridiculous at the end of the season. If you look at him for the last two or three years, he is inconsistent and sometimes unstartable for the first you know, 10 weeks of the season, 11. And then at the end of the year, like he turns into Tony Gonzalez. It's the strangest <laughs> thing. That's a big part of the reason why Ertz is going to last until the double-digit rounds, and so is Martellus Bennett, and so is Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron. So if you really see there's value in some of these players that are you know, sort of the, the back end of the tight end ones, then you can really wait on that position until the 10th round or later. I like to go with the tight end position at some point, like I said, between round six and round eight, depending on the value there. And if I can get value there, like a Graham, for example, uh, then I'll pull the trigger. And Michael, what about the rookie class, right? Especially running back, real deep. Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Kareem Hunt's going to get a chance in Kansas City. Uh, any red flags pop out at you or, or favorites among the rookie group? It's insane. Yeah. Um, one, of the, one of the drafts that I did within the last week, top 40 picks, five running backs, all rookies. Oh. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was Fournette and Kareem Hunt, and, and boy, he's the hottest guy in fantasy football right now. Yeah. Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, McCaffrey, as you mentioned. Not all five of these guys are going to pan out as rookies. There are going to be busts. It happens, and it's difficult to predict who is going to bust, uh, but these guys are getting drafted very highly, without question. Fournette's my number one rookie running back. He's my number one rookie. I've moved Kareem Hunt to number two after Spencer Ware was lost for the season because of the offense, because of his versatility, and because of Andy Reid, because he's had some pretty good fantasy running backs during his tenure in the NFL, like Brian Westbrook and uh, Shady, uh, Jamal Charles, uh, even Deuce Deuce Daly was pretty good uh, for a couple of seasons there. And I think, listen, you, you, you love, as a fantasy fan, you love to draft young running backs with upside. And these guys certainly have it. So I'm not surprised that these guys are going as highly as they are. I've never seen this before, although I don't know that I've ever seen a rookie class come in with so much talent. I mean, we just mentioned five guys. Yeah. You can go down the list. There's probably another five rookie running backs who are going to get drafted uh, in, in fantasy leagues. I don't know about 10-team leagues, but in 12-team leagues, somebody's going to take a flyer on Samaje P. Ryan. Somebody's going to take a flyer on Jamal Williams there uh, in Green Bay. Somebody might take a flyer on Joe Williams in San Francisco. Uh, Donta Foreman could get drafted. Who knows? If you've got Le'Veon Bell, you may take a late-round flyer on James Conner, hoping he becomes the handcuff. So... It, it is it is something that I've never seen before. It's exciting to draft these young guys, but just keep in mind, there are going to be busts. There always mm-hmm. are. And, it, I mean, it's hard to predict who it will be because Christian McCaffrey looks so darn good. And, and Joe Mixon is so much more talented than Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard. Uh, and Dalvin Cook does look great in Minnesota. And Latavius Murray is coming off an ankle surgery. It's really hard to predict which one of these guys is going to bust. You just have to hope and pray that the guy that you draft is not the bust. And <laughs> The talent, though, makes it hard to overlook. And the the talent plus the volume that these guys could potentially get, like a Fournette, Mm -hmm. uh, like a Kareem Hunt, like a Cook, it it makes it tough to pass on these young, talented kids. Last one for you here, Michael. We all love the sleepers, right? We all love those guys that are going to jump up and help win the league for us. Who's, Mm -hmm. Who's one or two of your top sleepers? You know what? Uh, there, there are 
several guys that that I'm big time into this year, uh, and, and Devontae Parker's one of them. Mm. He's looked good in, in the preseason, and if you look at the wide receivers that Jay Cutler has favored in the past, you know, LeBrandon Marshalls, the Ashon Jeffries, I think Parker kind of fits that mold. And I would not be surprised if he ended up with more fantasy points this year than Jarvis Landry. And, and Jarvis wow. Landry is, is clearly going to be drafted ahead of Devontae Parker, and he likely should be, but he's somebody that is, is clearly on my radar. I don't think Martavis Bryant is so much as a sleeper but I think he is a, a potential breakout candidate uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, Willie Sneed, potential sleeper there with Brandon Cooks now uh, a member of the New England Patriots. Uh, if you look at the running back position, it's really hard to find sleepers at the running back position because everybody knows these guys. Right, because you need them. Terrence West, for example, in Baltimore could potentially be a sleeper because, well, he's going to start, see goal line work, early down work, and split some of the workload with, with Danny Woodhead. So he is someone who... We'll see volume. I mean, there's no question about that. If you want to go deep down the list, Rex Burkhead is worth a late-round flyer. If anything was ever to happen to LaShawn McCoy, Jonathan Williams would end up being a pretty nice fantasy pickup off the waiver wire, though. I don't know if he's draftable unless you're looking to handcuff Shady. Uh, at quarterback, Carson Wentz is a guy who added some super – he's added some, some great weapons there. The Eagles did with Alshon and Torrey Smith, and he could be someone who breaks into the top 15 quarterbacks uh, – Another quarterback who, maybe not a sleeper, but at least a breakout candidate, Jameis Winston. Yeah. Again, the Buccaneers add Deshaun Jackson. They, they add O.J. Howard uh, to an offense that already has Mike Evans. So there's some certain sleeper potential there uh, at tight end. I mean, you're looking at guys like Austin Hooper. He's a deep sleeper. Jack Doyle could end up being a sleeper this year. Uh, Eric Ebron, because Anquan Bolden is no longer in the mix. Maybe he sees some more opportunities in the red zone. So... I do think, though, that the, the sleeper term is sort of going the way of the dodo bird because there, there seem to be no sleepers anymore. <laughs> like, everybody is so into fantasy football yeah. that you're like, Austin Hooper? Oh, yeah, Atlanta, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah, I like him in the late. It, that is how it is these days. And, and to be quite honest with you, the true sleepers are not going to probably even come to fruition until the regular season begins and guys start getting hurt. Okay, like right. Jay Ajayi last year after Foster went down, or Jordan Howard last year after Jeremy Langford went down, Dak Prescott after Tony Romo went down. That's when a lot of the sleepers are going to start to emerge. So you can also take a look at some of the running backs in the league who are maybe a little bit older, maybe mm. a little bit less durable, like who DeAndre Washington in yeah. Oakland potentially. You know, uh, Eddie Lacy hasn't been very durable. Maybe it's Thomas Rawls there, although that backfield seems like an absolute headache right now. <laughs> so you never know. Jock was Rodgers in Tampa Bay, he could be a very good play for the first three weeks of the season until Doug Martin comes back. So, especially for guys who are drafting Ezekiel Elliott, sometimes you have to piece things together. Right. You have to stay on top of that waiver wire because the second a running back who is tops on his depth chart goes down, all the vultures are going to come oh, out pounce. and try to pick up that backup. Absolutely. Michael, never enough time. Thank you so much for, for taking the time. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. All right, that was Michael Fabiano, Senior Fantasy Analyst from NFL Network. Always great advice there. We're going to take the break. On the other side, down to Houston we go. Legendary NFL writer from the Houston Chronicle, John McClain, joins me. A lot more coming up here on TSN 4 Downs on TSN 1050 and TSN 1150. I want to give you guys an update on where we stand right now. Uh, we just passed the $15 million mark, actually $15.5 million. Uh, every single time we hit one of these landmarks, I'm amazed. Uh, 
I've said it so many times before, but I think the worst times bring out the best in people, and we're seeing that in abundance right now. Uh, so thank you. Please keep sharing. Please keep donating. YouCaring.com slash JJ Watt. That is J.J. Watt of the Houston Texans and what work he is doing for the terrible conditions of the, uh, the hurricane situation down there in Houston. Welcome back to TSN 4 Downs here on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. We are delivered by Domino's. Check out the four-topping large pizza for just eleven ninety nine. folks. Get all their great deals. Uh, desserts, too. Side specials. You like wings. You like pasta. You can find it all at Domino's. .ca. Down to Houston, we go longtime NFL writer uh, John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. John, how are you? I'm great, Andy. How are you? I'm doing well. And uh, how, is, how is the situation down there, first of all? Can you give us any update? How are things progressing? Well, I've been out now. I came back from Dallas where the Texans were. I came back Thursday. I was able to come back on Interstate 45, go to Energy Stadium, which is in the south part of town, and I've been able to get around. There are still a few, some some subdivisions in suburbs that uh, that are still flooded. The water is receding very slowly into creeks and bayous, and there are a few roads that are shut down because there's water from the bayous on it, so alternate routes are used, which makes the traffic uh, worse than usual, but all the freeways are opening. A lot of people, we noticed my wife and I today, people pull things out by their street that were flooded inside their house. Our mayor, our mayor said yesterday it's going to take $800 million to just pick up all the the trash and all the material that's been taken out of houses wow. just to clean it up before you start to read. I know a lot of lights are out. That were the areas were flooded. I noticed Houston lighting and powered trucks that are around, making sure those lights come back on as quick as possible. But it's a strange thing. There haven't been a lot of arrests. There hasn't been a lot of looting. There was some looting, and there was a great. I don't remember. It was a picture or video of some guys looked like typical Texans. Uh, uh, with guns, it said "drunks with guns." You loot, we shoot. Been warned, <laughs> and uh, there haven't been any shootings. Or so we have come out so much better than New Orleans, and I think it's because our infrastructure was better than New Orleans. We've had great, great leadership from our county and our city and our police chief. Everybody has pulled together the massive relief effort. Just coordinating that's been unbelievable. You know, you ran some of J.J. Watt. You know, he spearheaded the drive to raise money. Athletes, owners, different professions. A kid in Pennsylvania opened a lemonade stand on his blog to raise money for hurricane oh. relief victims. It's just the outpouring of sympathy and help has just been overwhelming. And I think J.J. put it best where sometimes the worst situations brings out the best in people. In a time in the NFL John, where you hear uh, so many negatives about character issues and players, to see what J.J. Watt's done, the amount of money he's, he's raised using his celebrity for good, it's, it's remarkable. Like, we knew he was a good dude, but this takes it to a new level, doesn't it? It does, and Andy, the thing is, it doesn't surprise any of us that know him, what mm-hmm. began on social media. He put a thing, I think, on Instagram Sunday night when they were spending their first second night in Dallas after having to leave New Orleans and go to Dallas for the week. 
Uh, he just did a thing saying, I'm putting $100,000 in and I'm trying to raise 200000 And now there's no end in sight. And the good thing about it is he's told people, I promise you the money will go directly to the people. And he's got, he's he and a bunch of his players are spending tomorrow delivering things out of 18 wheelers on the on the property where energy stadium is you have energy center the astrodome which is called energy astrodome and then a big place called energy hall you have these four monster buildings and when hurricane katrina rev, uh, evacuees came all but energy stadium were full astrodome full and so now you have about 10,000 people in energy center and the other friday night 55 players and coaches surprised them. They had no idea they were coming. And they went in and spent some time talking, posing for pictures, signing things, encouraging, offering support. So Watt will be out. He will be leading the drive. He's not just raising the money and having somebody else spend it. He's going there. And I also like the fact he says that his relief effort will not be just be in Houston, will also be in other towns south of here that were affected as well. That's un- unbelievable. It's nice to hear a-, a good story like that come out of the NFL. In conversation with NFL writer from the Houston Chronicle, John McLean on Twitter, at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. Some news coming out. Broncos have uh, released a three-time Pro Bowl safety T.J. Ward, and also with the Giants, Geno Smith appears to have won the backup job. Uh, Giants releasing quarterback Josh Johnson. And speaking of, of quarterbacks, John, in Houston, okay, Tom Savage, Looks like he's going to start the year. How long till you see Deshaun Watson? Because you know that first awkward game, the fans are going to start cheering for the first-round pick. First time Tom Savage throws an interception, (laughs) fans are going to be wanting Deshaun Watson. And it's very, very unusual for a team coming off a division title, a winning record, a playoff win to go with a rookie quarterback. Bad teams go with rookie quarterbacks. And, And if you have injuries, that's another reason. The most successful, like recently, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, those guys all took over teams that had losing records. So Deshaun Watson's got a lot of promise. People, we think from watching it, we think he's got a chance to be special. The Texans certainly feel that way. But Savage is a four-year veteran. He's only started two games. But he has earned the respect of the players, and he was the better quarterback in preseason. And uh, the thing is, Bill O'Brien, a coach, has benched his starter in each of his first three seasons. Mm-hmm. The fact that Savage has been injured in each of the first his first three seasons, despite playing sparingly, that means the odds are Deshaun Watson will get his foot in the door at some point, and it'll probably never come out. Savage is the fifth new starter to open a season in a row. Watson will be six next year. So they, they're looking for stability and consistent production from that position that they haven't gotten since 2012 when Matt, before um, Matt Schaub collapsed the next year. They were 12-4 right. and four that year. But it's been a long time before they've had any kind of productive play at quarterback. Well, one of those starters that was benched was Brock Osweiler, and he has been released from the Cleveland Browns. I saw a uh, tweet out from SportsCenter showing that he is going to be the highest-paid quarterback for guaranteed money this year, and he doesn't have a team at $16 bucks. Uh, John, it, from his time in Denver 
at the end of that season, you could start seeing the regression. Obviously, didn't work out in Houston. All that pressure couldn't land the starting job with the Cleveland Browns. What do you you saw? You've seen a lot of Osweiler. What do you think's next for him? Is he going to find a home? There's a lot of bad quarterbacks in the NFL, Andy, with backup <laughs> positions. And what's going to be bad? I think he'll get one before Colin Kaepernick. Mm. And uh, Brock was five and two as a starter with the Broncos and the Texans. He, you know, he helped them win a playoff game and go to the divisional round, but he had 15 touchdown passes, 16 interceptions through three interceptions in uh, the playoffs, and he never got along with a coach, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien's a tough-love coach, and Osweiler couldn't handle it. They had blow-ups all the time. Everybody knew about it. We wrote about it, talked about it. They just kind of blew it off as part of the coach-quarterback relationship, but it was toxic from the get-go. And the Texans have thought all along that that Brock would get cut up there, and I think now it would. I don't know. It's if Gary Kubiak was still the coach in Denver, maybe they would bring him back. Cause Paxton Lynch got hurt, but he'll end up somewhere. I don't know where because most guys who have NFL experience get jobs unless your name is Kaepernick. Yeah, that's right. But uh, for for Osweiler, uh, whether he plays or not, still getting 16 mil. Not not a bad gig. Uh, John, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on again. Uh, stay safe down there and glad to hear that it looks like things are, are on the way back up in Houston. Andy, thank you very much for having me. All right. That is John McClain, legendary NFL writer from the Houston Chronicle. And wow, what, what great work from J.J. Watt. Just looking at his video here uh, on his Twitter account, at J.J. Watt. Uh, what a guy. We're going to take the break. On the other side, we're going to come back. We're going to talk some fantasy football, get some predictions, some rankings, and also pick the winner of our bold predictions contest. Winner gets Domino's Pizza. So, again, you can still time to send them in at TSN4Downs, TSN the number 4Downs, and you have to follow that and at Domino's Canada. Send us your bold prediction for the 2017 NFL season. Make it bold. All right. If you say the Patriots are going to win the division, that's not bold. Send us a bold prediction. If I like it the best, you're going to win a free, large, three-topping Domino's pizza just for listening to the show. At TSN 4Downs, at AndyMC81, at Domino's Canada. A lot more show coming up here across the TSN Radio Network. We are back to wrap up the first episode of Season 2 for TSN 4 Downs here on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. Follow us on Twitter at TSN 4 Downs at AndyMC81. Folks, we are delivered by Domino's. If you have, now, obviously, the pizza's great, but try the dessert, the marbled cookie brownie. Phenomenal. The side dishes, pasta, wings, and, of course, all the pizza deals at Domino's.ca. And we're going to get to some fantasy football sleepers and some strategy heading into the season. But first, I think it's time, Scriz. I think it's time to give away our first Domino's Tweet of the Week. The question this week, or the, the ask, I guess, was, send us your bold prediction for the 2017 NFL season. 2017 NFL season, your bold prediction. So we have a ton flow, uh, coming in. One uh, came in from at SuperDave136. The Atlanta Falcons, who were in the Super Bowl last year, will not even make the playoffs this season. That's bold. You had to tweet in at TSN4Downs and follow at Domino's Canada as well. After living Canada, winner gets a free large three-topping pizza. 
from Domino's. Lots of great submissions. Screws, this was a tough one. This was tough. Very. We got some yeah. bold listeners. It was, and each week we're going to give away a different pizza with different questions. So if you didn't win this week, don't worry. You can, you can still come back and win. Uh, I'm going to give the Thin Edge the winner. Matt Simpson at Bruin underscore 11, who said, tweeted in, Tennessee Titans win division and secure at least a first round by gave us a bonus bowl prediction. Marcus Mariota wins the MVP. Oh, oh. That's bold, baby. Yeah, you picked it. That's People, bold. I know I did. the Titans fan. This wasn't my bias. Nope. This I, was all Andy. I could have gone a Browns question. I kept it. This one stood out to me amongst the rest. So at Bruin underscore 11, uh, Matt Simpson, we will DM you the details, get your details, and send you your free large Domino's three-topping pizza. So congratulations to that. Again, you can follow at TSN4Downs, at Domino's Canada, and at AndyMC81. Next week, we're giving away another free pizza. Okay, so congrats to Matt. Uh, let's get into some fantasy football talk here, Scriz. And I think if you're looking at one option, just real quick on defenses, I know it's not the most exciting, but Sheldon Richardson going to the Seahawks from the Jets. We know the secondary gets all the hype in Seattle. Boy, that front four with Bennett, and now you add in Richardson. Whew. Honestly, after the news today from Denver Man. releasing TJ Ward, Ward yeah. I think you put Seattle as the number one ranked fantasy D right now. What about Houston? JJ back. Healthy JJ. I like that too. Healthy JJ. Um, if you're going streaming, Buffalo Week One, not maybe not the same Against defense the Jets. under Mike Patton as a couple years ago, but they're oh, the Jets. But the reason why I would take Ooh. Seattle because you get to play San Fran and St. Louis twice. Oh man, you're right. Yeah, that's going to be a nasty defense. Matt Stafford, uh, big extension, highest paid player in the NFL now. What does it mean for the Detroit? System, I mean, you can still get you can get Matt Stafford as good and as great of numbers he's put up. Uh, if you're drafting an auction or or just in a regular snake draft, Chris, he's still coming pretty late. Like you can get like that's that's a situation he's, where you don't need to reach for an Aaron Rodgers because you're going to get great production out of Matt Stafford because there's there's still not a legitimate or consistent running game. He's not a starting QB in a 12 team league, but he's the perfect 14, 15 guy. If you take, for example, if you take her cousins late, yeah. And you can get Stafford as a backup. Sure. Then you're looking okay. I like that combo for a cheap one. And Stafford's going to put up some big numbers. But the thing with Stafford, though, he'll put up 30 points one week, yeah. then negative two the next. That's, that's, and I, I don't think with him being healthy now, with that thumb being fixed, up until that point last year, he was, he was looking pretty consistent. So as a value play, that's, uh, that's, that's not bad. Now, some sleepers, and I'm, I'm actually going to be writing, guys, for uh, DraftKings this year on the DK Playbook. First article comes out Tuesday. I'll tweet it out from at AndyMCD1. But sleeper picks for daily. And for week one, get ready, folks. This is a name you're going to hear more of. It might be the most adorable name in football, Scriz. Might be the most adorable name in football. George Kittle. <laughs> Here, Kittle, Kittle. Oh, my gosh. Is that not the cutest-sounding name? If you look at his... His photo on ESPN.com, it's like, I'm George Kittle. He's just thrilled Wide to be eyed, there. Wide-eyed, big smile. He's just, he's he's just happy like, to have a job. I am here. You know what, though? He's a big dude. 6'4", 250. He's a rookie. Had a 4.52-second 40-yard dash time. Now, why am I big on George Kittle? First of all, in daily, on DraftKings, you can get him for 2500 bucks. He's a starting tight end. If you can get me a starter... For 2500 bucks, when the Niners shipped off Vance McDonald to the Steelers, George Kittle, boom, popped up. Now, the Niners, everyone dumping on them, rightfully so. 
they're not going to be as bad as you think on offense. Brian Hoyer in with Kyle Shanahan. People think, well, Brian Hoyer sucked in Houston. Absolutely. When he didn't suck was with Shanahan in Cleveland for their one year. He knows that system. He runs it well. The zone scheme, the zone run. Hoyer, not the biggest arm. He's going to be looking to a dump down target. The weapons on San Francisco, not exciting. Very pedestrian. You can have Kittle as your check down, move the chains guy who does have the possibility to be a red zone mismatch and maybe like some fade routes in the corner for the end zone. I'm liking George Kittle. 2500 bucks, Chris? Spend the money elsewhere. See, this is hilarious. We didn't talk about this beforehand. My sleeper was actually Pierre Garçon. Yeah, like, and I'm not saying he's not going to have a good year. That's one guy. I just think it's the volume. He's going to get yeah. at least 100 targets being the only he's gonna legit have wide to. receiver they have. He's going to have to. They're going to be behind in all the games. Sure. Hoyer's going to be throwing 40, 50 times a game. Garcon, but for the price point, George Kittle. Well, I love that name. I hope he does well. I enjoy saying the name George Kittle. A little too much, actually. A little too much. Uh, That's true. Um, another one, if we're looking for week one options, how about Zay Jones of the Buffalo Bills, Chris? Wide receiver with Sammy Watkins gone. Zay Jones, second-round pick, rookie. And Jordan Matthews healing up from a bone chip in his chest. You can get him probably on the waiver wire in your leagues, or he's just 3500 bucks in daily. If you can get Zay Jones... Now, Tyrod Taylor, he's overcoming concussion issues. Yeah. Nate, listen, you're going TJ Yates or Nate Peterman after him. Oof. It's not great, but again, just like Pierre Garçon, you're going to have to throw to somebody. If the box gets stacked with LaShawn McCoy, which it will, you play the Jets week one. Zay Jones, he's 6'2", about 200 pounds, great jump ball guy. The point of attack, the jump up and win those 50-50 balls, he's excellent at that. Not so much a burner, but you're going to be able to get possession targets, He's going to be the main focus for whoever's at quarterback. And you can slide him inside and outside. Also, it's against the Jets. The Jets suck. They just got rid of Sheldon Richardson. Like, Zay Jones value-wise against Chris for a sleeper week one. I'm going him. I See, love it. the thing about rookie wide receivers in the NFL, I find they don't, they don't start hot. But once they get a couple reps under them, then they, then they start to progress. And they start to put up those numbers. I'll agree with so you. I but- think, like, week 10 and on, Zay Jones can be a deep sleeper. I think it's a deep sleeper, but, Chris, it's against the Jets. I understand all, that. All that you say, I agree with. The one caveat, it's the Jets. So maybe from week two on, no. Week one, you need a target for Buffalo. 3500 bucks. slide him in as a flex or WR2. Yes, please. I like it. Zay Jones, baby. All right. Well, that'll do it for episode one. Boy, that flew by. Thank you so much to our guests, Michael Fabiano, John McClain. Congrats to Matt Simpson for winning the first Domino's Tweet of the Week. We'll get your info uh, on Twitter. We'll DM you so we, you win your free pizza. Great job, everybody. Follow us on Twitter at TSN4Downs, at AndyMC81. You've been listening to TSN4Downs on TSN1050 and TSN1150.